Welcome back, everybody. Week six, hot D, the, the hottest of D's, and the queen, the princess and the queen. What do you think? Time jump. <laughs> what that's you- right. I guess that's the big thing right at the top of it. What do you think about um, the time jump and the replacement actresses? Man, actors. I want to say that I liked the episode, but I also want to say, and I knew this was going to happen. I miss our old girlies, and I think it's going to take a little while. I think that this episode was great. I think that our new squad, there was some pretty amazing moments, some moments that made me LOL. I really liked our new squad, but man, we just, over the last five weeks, we've been going through it with our other people, and I feel like we started the show all over again tonight, and so I'm still kind of, what, 20 minutes later, I'm still kind of trying to figure out what I make of it. And so I'm curious to hear what you think about it. But I would say overall, pretty good. Um, But this episode was a lot in terms of new stuff. One thing I really liked is that it felt like an episode of the show that would fit within a season somewhere that wasn't trying to be a first episode set piece or some big transitional flowing feels like the end of Game of Thrones season eight or season seven complete vibe the whole time which on paper sounds like it would be really cool um a lot of the episodes in the beginning of the season really felt like that like mm-hmm. it felt really expensive and yeah. it felt really sweepy but this felt like the meat middle of middle of got season one season two heavy drama conversation based where you're trying to make a prestige television show but it's fit directly smack into this universe mm-hmm. and i think there's a couple moments in this episode that felt mysterious, that feels signature to the world, that I know after all this time in the world that I could either read into it or not read into it. Sure. It could just be the mysticism of the moment. And I like that it feels that way. And the transition was crazy. And it did feel like a new show completely. That was my thought too. But the birth scene was really drawn out. And so within that, it just sort of felt like we were – and something brand new. Mm-hmm. And Rhaenyra is, her pitch is lowered. You're right. Three or four registers. <laughs> and so she's she's a woman grown now. Uh-huh. And, With uh, three it feels children diffi- of her diffi- own. Yeah. It does feel different. What? Allison's really become Allison. I'll tell you what. What do you mean by that? Well, she's just, I, it feels like she's definitely drawn a line in the sand. I know. And uh, I guess it's Laris. It's a combination of a lot of things, but uh, we we still have Viserys is still Viserys being extra Viserys, not Man, not noticing in. those kids, right? Right. My favorite. <laughs> we both laughed out loud when they were his kids and his grandkids are sparring in the wherever they do that. They practice Jason, Luke, and Aegon and Aemond. And I need to scroll exactly what he said, but he's basically like, ah, oh, man, I love oh, this. He's like, oh, they're he going to grow up. This is the stuff. Yeah. He's like, he's like, Lionel, <laughs> this is the stuff. Oh, my God. It's so true, though. They're going to really grow up to stuff. become besties. They're going to fight for each other. This is family. He's living for that moment. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, they're basically fighting for their lives down there with all of this underlying tension. And he's just up there having a good time. I think that that's a really cool representation of what this the legacy of Westeros or just Mm -hmm. of the generational quality of people, the dynamic that plays out on a grand scale is, and it's playing out in that yard. Right. It's like the way that we treat each other and these little moments that we have, the conversations that actually happen and the reactions that people actually do. For some reason in this world, I, what we usually chalk it up to is that they're so important and they have so much power. So they play their cards so close to their chest. We were saying that we were talking about that a lot with David in the last episode about Rhaenyra versus Kristen. And um, I think it's a combination of that plus a combination of the fact that it has to be a TV show. So it has to play out in a certain way. Um, But uh, also because it's the time period, maybe. It it feels a little this thousands and thous. And so they really take all these moments really seriously. Right. And that conversation that blossomed between Alice and Rhaenyra where she mentioned that they used to be friends, it seemed like they hadn't acknowledged that dynamic, for example, for a really long time. Mm -hmm. Been 10 years. I thought it was really interesting how, and I both liked it and disliked it, how much we got to feel the weight of the time that has passed with the tension between the kids, with that moment in the small council, with 
obviously the actors change. Lionel's hairline. Right. <laughs> Lionel's hairline, Rip. Viserys's uh face. Oh, poor <laughs> His guy. whole thing. He honestly, it could be sickly. worse. It could be very it could be worse. It could be yeah. worse. But I feel like the culmination of that I really felt the pa- it made I really felt the passage of time. It made me feel a little sad that maybe we didn't get to really see a lot of these relationships. Like I think about like Harwin Strong would have loved to watch that play out or would have loved to see more of Allison and Rhaenyra's dynamic as the line continues to get drawn. Kristen came out hard <laughs> against Rhaenyra in this episode. Real hard. He called her a spoiled bitch or something like yeah, that. Yeah, he did. Or a yeah, he did. You know, so very clearly trying to state yeah. that he's tensions. Guy, yeah, know. he's he's not. Also, nice. he didn't age at all. So there's that. He aged just enough. It, you know, just enough. <laughs> it pulls me out of it a little bit though. When Rhaenyra is such a significant change, and Kristen Cole's walk, sure. walking there, and, and looks exactly same with Allison same. too. Allison's such a significant change, but we didn't need to age Kristen up. I understand how cool it is to be able to. This is a neat new thing to be able to have two new main characters like this. Mm-hmm. I understand that completely. That's mm-hmm. neat. But it, it's also kind of just strange having them beside each other. Well, I totally agree. I think that we're going to make the age really significant. I think it's nice that there's some consistency a little there. But yeah, I agree with well, you. Well, just and why so, not age him up like, like Viserys was? I mean, I think obviously they, age, he's they got did sickness. age him up a little. Yeah, but it was mostly like a style change. He's still got a little bit less curly, flippy hair. Right. And Harmon's a little bit thicker. I just find the whole thing to be interesting because clearly there's a lot of cool stuff that we missed. And so part of me wishes that maybe we got to spend a little more time. It's just like the book. It is just that like the book. just like the book. So based on the pacing, we don't want to spoil anyone who hasn't done the reading, uh, the read along with us on those podcast episodes. So no spoilers based on um, maybe you can just give me hints. Give me body language. What? Uh, do you think the goal is if this is just like the book, the time jump basically was done just like the book? Where are we trying to get by the end of the season? How far? How far do you think we're going to go? I think we're still going to get where we thought we were going to get at the beginning. Did we ever talk? I think we talked about it on the episode right before we did it on the Heirs of the Dragon episode yeah, right before the beginning. Yeah, of yeah. Hot when day. we were talking about the book, I think we're still on pace to get to the end of that chapter. Essentially, okay, right is on. what I think. Mm-hmm. So it's we like we have, said, we think it's going to be there, that that small council. I think so. We only have small four council. episodes they're left. They're going to Dragonstone right now, though. That's the thing. And so if 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 they're, I'm talking about Lano and Rhaenyra and their kids, right. they're going to Dragonstone. And that's where they are whenever the news of stuff it's, goes. So it's like, hmm. Yeah, but we only have four episodes left. Right, but four episodes of them in D-Stone, surely. Nah, probably surely one or two. Happens. Oh, Okay. So then there's going to be a little bit more after that. Yeah, then. but I think still, maybe that's like episode nine. The Small Council is episode nine. When you show all these generations like this, it's neat. Like I said, it's the little dynamic of how we treat each other playing out in the yard, um, being a microcosm, and then these macrocosms are getting shown on a grand scale. It's really humbling. And just like the nature of Fire and Blood, we talked about it when we were reading the book uh, chapter by chapter this past year, where we, we feel like when we're reading... It, Remember the conquest, the first chapter? These are our people, and this is where we are. And I felt that way about replacing Megor mm-hmm. and Harrison and Ali right. getting their footing. It was like this is this is the this These is are the, the ones. This is the moment in the book, <laughs> yeah. and then they get replaced. And then I'm like, wait a second, did you hear about Balon and Alyssa? Right. That's they're pretty cool. And uh, you know, obviously, there's even more dragons now, and there's going to be even more. A and baby dragons. Yeah, that was nice. We were t- we were when that scene happened. We both were like, "This is a scene from Harry Potter. This is like a care of magical creatures mixed with the, mixed with the DNA uh, DA yeah uh, scene." Um, but it's really humbling when we were wrong that not even Jaehaerys and Ali are the focus. Everyone's right. the focus. The focus is the Targaryen dynasty. Yeah, but like the truth between the lines about human beings that's being expressed through the Targaryen dynasty. Mm-hmm. So even. Sweet and awesome realms delight. Rhaenyra, Millie Alcock is gone and caught caught up. Like uh, it's it's like you were saying how uh, the book shows the, or how this is cool. How it shows a, two different layers and makes us miss something. And so it's a different kind of expression than normal. That casualty helps us really feel what that what the book is saying, which is that even if you feel like Jaehaerys and Alyssa are the main ones, that 
the the people that were born from them or that were born from the people that were born from them might just be the main players now. So the focus right. on on these young kids and knowing what their dynamic is going to be like moving forward, seeing it set up like this, that's one of the another one of the reasons why it felt so much like early GOT to me because that's exactly what we did with the start kids. I agree. And it, there were scenes just like this. We had a little. Uh, we had a bunch of little. Uh, Brown hair, curly hair, kids mm-hmm. running around. Yeah, it felt like tops. Winterfell. Just for personalityless <laughs> yeah, yeah. mop tops that are going to exactly. be international superstars yeah. <laughs> in like five years. I totally agree. And I think that's a good point. I mean, the stone keeps rolling. And you can't... Viserys earlier in this season talked so much about his legacy and kind of what that was going to be. And essentially, you can't change it. You can't... He He couldn't get ahead of his daughter... And the dramas and all that kind of stuff. And so I think that that's, I think that was the flip side of what I liked about the time jump is that we really get to see the mistakes of the fathers, you know, are, is really ingrained in these kids who had nothing to do with anything, who can barely fight or they don't know anything about the world. Yeah, even if you think you can swing really good, did you see how good Chris, Chris He was Cole not even moving. <laughs> he was barely even moving. Yeah. It was so awesome. Yeah. I thought that scene was really great. But Meanwhile, Viserys is still, you know, we see him with Emma's ring at that later mm-hmm. in the episode, just like really f- missing the early days. I thought that was a nice little nod to where we'd come from and then where we were at this point. One thing that I'm curious about, I'm curious to hear what you think and I'm curious to hear what people are listening are thinking is the size, quote unquote, that we're supposed to be taking because... I don't know if this episode personally swayed you in one direction or another in terms of who is potentially right or wrong. It swayed me toward Damon, of course. Right. He was like, I don't want to participate (laughs) in any of this. Isn't that all of us right now? Damon, the way he's sweet to Lena, you're like, all right, Damon, all the bad things that you, (laughs) you've literally never done anything bad before. And we're going to need you to fight your old school, uh, what is it? Uh, Nemesis. All it's of them a, were it's going. It's not the crab feeder. It's they were the all triarchy. going bah, 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 bah. hard. They're like the triarchy. The triarchy. <laughs> and the old enemy. Ah, yes. Lenore's like, you know, I, I, I lust for adventure. <laughs> that one time I, we made that one voyage. Mm-hmm. And then we did that one air attack and we cleaned them up and everybody survived and we won and it was beautiful. I lust for that moment again. For adventure. For it's the so, sea. It's so funny. It that That is encapsulated in the moment that he walked in after Rhaenyra gave birth. It's mm-hmm. that same energy mm-hmm. of that pomp, posh. I want to say pomp and the circumstance. So I'm just going to say pomp, posh, and the circumstance of being so fancy and being able to play at and pretend to be at war. But again, whenever Damon did it, we still thought it was cooler whenever he played at war for some but reason. But he, even he misses playing at war. Well, of course in this he does. Episode. But he also appreciates that uh, possibility of such a a nice setup. He's like, wait a second. You're right. going to give us all of this and it's got compounding interest. We're, we're going to get pledged like we're the proper lords of this land. Very interesting. And when you have dragons, especially when your spouse has a dragon too and mm-hmm. you can fit your kids on it. One of the dragons. They can live pretty remotely all the time. Yeah, Vagar can fit a lot of little kids on there. Right. So they could potentially take this manse and come and defend Pentos whenever they might need help. And then, you know, maybe go back to Driftmark and hang out there for a little while. Maybe go hit up Dragonstone. They have, they've, it's like we were talking about with in Fire and Blood whenever Damon and Lena did this. We're like, man, this is a night, a neat little midlife side quest for them mm-hmm. that is a different kind of life for Damon that right. he wouldn't have been able to get without doing something as crazy as he did in the Vale. Lena's like, we're guests, we're guests forever. And Damon's like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So what's your point? <laughs> like, What do you think about that? <laughs> I mean, it's exactly what you're saying. It's an opportunity. He's taking the opportunity to he's taking advantage of having the freedom that he could never have had otherwise unless he was in the situation. It's a pretty posh situation for him. But I think that his poor wife is not wrong in the sense of she wants her kids to grow up where she's from and where her family is. They don't want to be away living in someone else's house reading someone else's books when damon's really just avoiding his responsibilities and or i don't know if the underlying tone is that we're supposed to assume he's avoiding rainera i would think so based off his comment in that letter that they got from um lanor but 
I mean, if I was Damon, I'd probably choose the same situation. I really thought, though, that his dynamic with Lena was really strong in this episode. And I liked watching the two of them together. And I thought Lena was a pretty standout character in this episode to me. Classic standout gone. In two seconds. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's why. Like Carsey from Hard Home. We're like, wait a second. This could be a new... A new fave. Yeah. But the way she went out was pretty powerful. Oh, it was it was, it was awesome. such an yeah. awesome Death scene. By, so suicide by Dragon when you're not an enemy is pretty interesting. It's so interesting, and especially when we spent so much time talking about what these dragon personalities were going to be like, mm-hmm. to watch her dragon mull it over in and his head. to know head. it's Vagar in her head. And right. And to know it's Vagar rolling it over, to know the history and the way that she probably feels maternal over Completely Lana because completely. of the age, being of the 15 age years difference. old, being fifteen year old when she uh, tamed her as well. That whole build up is is so weird. You know what I thought? It's Vagar. Just, just like Rhaenyra walking, uh, basically, just like Rhaenyra after she gave birth, walking to show the oh my baby gosh, officer the blood dripping. Her awkward dad just completely just. <laughs> doesn't think about the fact that she just gave birth or the state that she's in and all it just ignores her completely and just holds the baby and allison does it on purpose right yeah those scenes were similar the blood dripping while walking i'm looking for a picture because um i thought vagar really looked like that dragon from the never ending story vagar looked like the evil version of the dragon from the never ending story you're talking about the uh the furry yeah what's his name Falcor? I can't yeah. remember. <laughs> An evil Falcor. <laughs> yeah, that's what he kind of, that's what Vagor kind of looked like a little bit. Um, so I got distracted with what you were talking about with Rain Arrow. But it's going to be a, a, a wild flip to see Vagar's future in the show. I know. Especially after that scene. I know. And getting the sense of it, like I said, having this matronly spirit and feeling regretful, but also listening and being like, all right, life is crazy and this world is nuts. And I'm not going to ask for permission for, who am I going to ask for permission around me? I'm the biggest thing here. I'm the biggest thing around. I'm the oldest one of us left. If you want me to do this child, I suppose I will. Yeah. And then Vagar's future in the show. I know. It's going to be pretty cool. And so, yeah, that's going to be neat for folks to tie themselves to a dragon. I like that dragon scene. <laughs> Which, we didn't talk about the pink dread yet, <laughs> but I thought that whole that was that whole scene was definitely one of my we favorites more of the that. episode. That's the kind of texture that pulls you out of it. That's mm-hmm. the sort of opening scene energy of a of a movie that makes you feel f- like uh, close to what's happening. It, they don't seem like they're fantasy characters living in a fantasy land when, right. they're, when they're hanging out just like us, but then. That this this now is eventually slip slip in, so that was cool. Yeah, the peak dread. It was such a cute, such a cute, a cute moment. I'm. I feel like we still have so much to learn of all of their personalities, all of the kiddos' personalities. I mean, we got a little bit of, at least when it comes to the Rhaenyra's kids, we really mm-hmm. didn't get much of them at all. Mm-hmm. We get Jason as little nighty, which I thought was really <laughs> funny for some reason, but. And we got a lot of Agen's personality, maybe too much of Agen's personality in this episode, but we didn't really get to see too much of Rhaenyra's kids. Younger, but also reflecting the the more boring nature of being the the ruddy headed strong, right? Exactly from a double lineage of Targaryen ancestry. I guess the you know high towers aren't either, but it just seems like they're more fancy because they have the blonde hair for sure. The long blonde (laughs) hair, they look way cooler, way more regal, and they've got those sharp features and the Uh whole thing. The sharp features that are just bored of incest. Right, <laughs> it's just exactly. the breakdown of the DNA. And we're like, wow, <laughs> right. it's rare. <laughs> that strong jaw. Yeah, and, the, and the, but literally the strongs are strong and, and, and yeah, vibrant. Anyway. What did you think about that? So something that was, something that really bugs me that I don't understand that I kind of wish we saw play out a little bit more is Rhaenyra's whole decision to go so in with Harwin Strong. And, you know, it is what it is. But... It just comes across as such a careless move on her part after her in the first five episodes being so politically savvy, seemingly, and so calculated. And all those conversations with Lenor about we'll have our own. Kate can eat it too. Yeah, but mm-hmm. but we're going to be united and we're going to do this politically. And she's so set on her legacy and then to have three kids 
with Harwin Strong so blatantly. And that was the focus of this episode, really, was the rumors and the drama surrounding mm-hmm. that. But I just, it was hard for me to believe that Rhaenyra from episodes one through five mm. would be so careless as to, and so brazen. And maybe that's what Kristen was kind of getting at when he was talking about how she was spoiled. It just seemed like a wild decision on her part. Multiple kids, too. Th- one kid, and it, it's it even, happens. It's you know? crazier, too, with the, with the Valerians being so different looking that's what i'm so confused not confused but just so curious about how how can you have gotten away they're not getting away with it but where in your brain are you thinking about this is going to work out fine i think maybe two things are happening one if we're going to cast the valerians as a different race in real life with the real people that we're hiring to do uh to do the tv show then i think it also makes sense to not pay attention to what their kids look like and what the mix of the two races are that they look like to justify the canon of the show that would be weird and awkward and so that's why they're doing that I think well that's just a byproduct of doing that because that's who they chose to play these characters and birth and death and betrayal is so much what of of what Hot D is actually about but also in it's just a sweet, convenient HBO fashion. They're also sticking that in your face mm-hmm. and saying, look at that. Mm-hmm. And that's what they're looking at, too. And isn't that wild? And so it's it's an extra little gotcha in a neat little a neat little package that doesn't feel like it's controversial at all. But at the same time, when you look at it, it's like, look at look at the parents of these kids. And look at and so I, Damon I think, and So it's really Lena's cool, kids. I think. I like it. Yeah, exactly. And so I think it's working really well in their favor in this to make it a little bit more spicy for folks. Yeah, because it makes while it so also much saying complaint. "f you" for if you care so much, sure. which also is so spicy for <laughs> folks and true. So it's a it's a double win, really. It's just something I have a hard time really buying into at this point. And maybe if we we don't see it play out in the book either necessarily. We just hear that it's happening. Well, I think it helps make the situation so insane and explains why. Alicent would be she's gotten so much crazier over time she it really seems. has and so after the the third kid it's just like okay can we talk about this and it, it's just interesting for Viserys to be the the thing that makes it work or not work like they mm-hmm. were saying in this episode his approval basically is the law on this and whenever he what happened in this episode the tongue's getting pinched and pulled out whenever he passes that decree in the book uh and he basically hinted at Allison today or at tonight in this episode that it extends to everyone. And so as long as he's alive, his care for Renera, his where is Renera? Are you talking about Renera that was present through the whole series still stands true. And so everything's okay. But only while he's alive. Doesn't yeah. everybody see how precarious that is? And it's not just us because of our own view, but doesn't Rhaenyra see that for herself? I think that Rhaenyra is the person that we thought she was growing up. And that she hasn't felt threatened by really anyone or impressed by anyone. And she feels very confident that she's the next in line and that, I mean, she grew up with her family being the ones that are completely in charge and they have a bunch of dragons. So I think that kind of answers your question of how could she be so silly with the Harwin thing? Because the the, the best thing she has besides Harwin is... Kristen, who showed very quickly that he's not worth mm-hmm. ha- having kids with or right. having a actual long-term relationship. And it really uh, is obvious from the way that they've set these two characters up, Harwin and Rhaenyra, they actually really like each other. And so it is dumb to do what they're doing in the face of everything. And a little bit crazy that their oldest would just qu- start questioning it now. Um, again, like in the books, at a very opportune time, um, I th- I think that uh, she's not as smart as we thought she was. Right. I think that that's okay. It makes me side with Allison a little bit more than I what? thought I would at this point. Well, just because Allison is obviously going about it in a pretty, she's really <laughs> right, driving she, herself <laughs> up the wall. She's just mad at Rhaenyra for personal reasons. She's always mad at Rhaenyra for getting away with stuff totally, she can exactly, never get away with. Exactly. You went out with Damon. Exactly. What did you do? But she's in the you, right kind of. No kinda. one cares about who who your kid's dad was. This is messed up. She's like, I need evidence. Bring your kid to me the moment it's uh-huh, born. Right. <sighs> I, it, their, their dynamic rules because it, feel, it still feels very petty and it still feels very, we were once besties and now we're just kind of 
fighting with each other because we can't remember why we hate each other, mostly because we used to be friends. Anyway, but I still think that it made me sympathize a little bit more with Allison because I, too, how could you not be... She's like, guys, stop with right, all of this pageantry. It's not, it's not hurting her. It's not her business. It is her business. Why? Because, I mean, maybe it's not her business. <laughs> maybe it's not her business, but. If you care so much about who's in power, then maybe. But, you know, you're right. It, I mean, it is ridiculous. And she's the queen. And, well, she, and she won't marry her kid to them. Go- they're governing. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. It's like, Mar- okay, if, then if, marry your kid. If the kids and the birth and the succession and all that's the most important thing in the world, then we're it's going to be basically a, a bastard that takes the place of Rhaenyra after she be, is the ruler and leaves. And so Alice is just like, this is messed up. This is not fair. Why can't there be... not even a Targaryen, so... Well, by marriage. Sure, she got yeah. that name changed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, just like Sophie becoming a Jonas. Right. Like, exactly. hell yeah. Or, or by a Jonas <laughs> no, becoming a, I'm a, a king Jonas of the wife. I'm a Jonas yeah. sister. I'm a Jonas <laughs> wife. Um, oh. It's so nice, right? It is really nice. Anyway, so that happened to Allison. And she's like, where's the accountability? If we're all going to be so close to this, and there's these tapestries, and that's what this is all about, where's the accountability? It's just so blatant. At least be a little yes. bit more chill about it. And it was it. that blatant in the book, too. Yeah. So this isn't some weird idea for a TV show. That's The point of this is that it is so blatant. And uh, now with what happened to Harwin and Lionel, R.I.P., <laughs> finally got to see that. That was so cool it's even more spicy well they mm. got not only did we get to see them burn but we got to just feed into the lore of heron hall mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. was so fun just mm-hmm. continuing to world build and shore up all of these creepy things about this place yeah i guess add that to the list of creepy stuff that happened in this episode but there's our answer in fire and blood they the the, the historical account did not know for sure what happened mm-hmm. to Lionel and right. Rowan. But the options were basically, did Viserys take care of the situation on his own? Because he was, just like in this episode, done with all the rumors happening and it's time to get rid of the possibility for that once and for all. But that would include getting rid of his favorite hand. So let's not, let's not think that that's what has happened. Did Damon do it? Because his situation with Lena was changing around the same time, just like in this episode. And maybe it would be convenient for who knows. Did Damien have something to do with his That's what I thought when I was reading it. Loves. Yeah. Concubine slash baby daddy being alive much longer? Well, I guess we have our answer though. What do you think? I thought it was so poetic how Laris essentially backed Allison into a corner. From that last episode, the snake in the grass. Mm-hmm. Yes. When he was standing by the weirwood. Yes. In the same way he was clutching the flower in this one too. That sneaky little bastard. He is, this was the best manipulation that we've seen mm-hmm. thus far in the series. And I can't remember exactly what he says, but he basically says, This is what you, you wanted. owe me. This yeah. is what you wanted. Yeah. You and never explicitly said I, it, but I, I read I'm, between the lines. I bought myself a big favor. Uh-huh. A big favor. And I'm going to ask for it to be given at the exact right time, which we can assume is uh, going to be after some level of succession. So being the, the son of the Hand of the King wasn't enough for Laris. Mm-hmm. What does Laris want? Who is he? Hmm? Well, he was the son of the Hand of the King, but clearly they're position was getting out of control and i think lionel was making a pretty good point in his resignation that because remember when lionel was standing up for rain era or something he made some sort of comment in the small council and allison scoffs at him a little she's like yeah of course kind of thing <laughs> lionel can't have that energy around when he's hand and Viserys is like, you've been so impartial this whole time. The only impartial man in the realm. And Lionel's like, that's why I got to go. That's why I got to go. I could see somebody like. What a real one. I know, for real though. Seriously. Like really one of the last of the real ones, Seriously. if you ask me. But I could see somebody like Laris being annoyed by that. Thinking we could have bigger and better oh. and stronger. And you're not enough man enough to do it yourself i don't know i think that's that's dead on and maybe there's some more deeper sinister stuff the motifs around him and what he seems to be looking at in a thousand yards away it seems to be a little bit more 
than normal. So I don't know where that's going to play out. But when you're willing to kinslay like that, it's a pretty big deal. He's not, I don't think he's a normal bad guy. No, and that's he's really not. exciting to me. <laughs> he's not a normal bad guy. His father, his brother, and his house. Yeah. The whole thing. Well, the good thing about Heron Hall is that it can withstand the drag of fire straight so from true. Valerian's mouth. <laughs> so so some fires inside of it. It just burns out all the... It just basically cleans the place. It is a bold move, though, to put you so indebted to... Or put Allison, the queen, so indebted to you that... I I don't know when that favor might be called in. Well, he must be really useful to her because it seems like she's smart enough to get rid of this loose end if she really wanted to. Tell Viserys what happened, and then mm-hmm. Viserys can have this guy taken care of. Be like, she. I know for sure that he murdered your ex-hand and Harwin. She's never going to do that, though. Yeah, because she's more interested in seeing Playing the game. Rhaenyra get her due. I think it's it's game, but it's also becoming personal. It's also becoming really personal. Well, it's been personal the whole time. You're right, but it's about to become even more personal because now even more so their kids are involved. And we didn't get to see Mama Bear hang out with the kids when the kids were hanging out with each other. We only saw the dad. Right, right. The dad vibe. And that didn't go well. I guess we saw both their dads hanging out with each other. Oh, that's so nice. That is nice. That's why why Viserys was having having such a good time. (laughs) Family bonding. Well, I yeah. like Vagar a lot. I like the dragons a lot. Like I said, I like the DA, um, Care of Magical Creatures scene a lot. I like the the mini short film as the the writer Sarah has uh, set it up as uh, with Damon and Lena. Um, I like seeing Pintos. It feels like it's calm, even mm-hmm. though we had a pretty vicious set of births and we had a suicide by a dragon in this episode things still feel pretty calm well something that i think adds to that and something that i've really liked about house of the dragon so far we talked about it in other episodes is house of the dragon seems to really hone in on one specific narrative and one specific theme per episode so this whole episode was essentially about rainer's kids and who's their dad was was basically the whole conversation Mm -hmm. In previous episodes, we had entire conversations about things I cannot remember at this exact <laughs> moment about Viserys's who he's going to marry. A whole episode about pretty much, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so I think that's something that House of the Dragon has done really well is dial in on this one specific issue and get everybody's point of view on it and then button it up and then move on to the next thing. And so it makes it seem uh, a little less wild and jumpy because these narratives are getting tied up with a bow at the end of each episode so okay now basically everybody knows now harwin's out of the picture so on to the next thing Mm -hmm. but i think they do that in a way that is less chaotic i think it's it's worked really well i I was like i said at the start of the episode if it felt really sweepy then i would feel like i'm being just told Mm -hmm. what to think Mm -hmm. and i think that it's really open-ended still and they feel there's also just some really humble dialogue, a lot of humble a dialogue of in this. Mm-hmm. I'm curious to know what the fan base will think of what people will think about that. If they're okay with watching GOT Hot D with it not being a spectacle for a little bit. But it still is a spectacle because we still get Lena and Damon blowing dragon fire at each other or i guess lana blows it and then Damon drives we get this i forgot about that that was nice yeah we get these really cool dragon moments uh yeah well (laughs) it's a whole other conversation remember that whole daenerys thing remember when daenerys walked through the fire Mm -hmm. everyone was like targaryens can't necessarily remember that there maybe i'm wrong but from what i understood nowhere in the books does it say in a song of ice and fire that Targaryens are immune to fire specifically, right? Because remember that was a controversy when Daenerys walked through the fire and everyone was like, that's not book canon. I could be wrong. Yeah, no, you're right. It was, uh, that. There's, there's, I think there's really three markers that are the main main thing to point at, which is uh, the really hot bath at the beginning mm-hmm. of A Game of Thrones mm-hmm. with Daenerys getting prepared for Khal Drogo when Jon burned his hand fighting the White right. at, at Castle Black and when Daenerys walked into the tent with Miri chanting. And so that's the walk through fire moment. 
that's the flame um, and vulnerability moment. And I believe, I, I can't remember specifically, but I'm thinking of Dance of Dragon era, um, the fighting pits, that there was also some fire that she was exposed to. Well, and she walked out of the And tent. she was pretty invulnerable to that, too. But I remember it was like, that shouldn't be happening. Anyways, this has nothing to do with what I was just trying to say, but it's just mm. something I was thinking it's about. Interesting. <laughs> it's interesting. Well, because George is inconsistent on purpose, especially with John. Right. But he also hints at it really strongly. Well, and then it happens with Damon. Which is so Damon. beautiful because it's the whole idea with the magic. Yeah, and it yeah. does happen with Damon. Right. Yeah, you're right. Okay. So that was curious yeah. to me. Yeah. What did you make of Helena having that uh, uh, prophetic <laughs> line about needing uh, to lose an eye? And we'll stop there talking about Amond. Um. I found it interesting. We like paused it and rewound it because we were like, wait, did she really yeah, just that, say that? Is, yeah. Are we really doing that? We have some old man. Is this, this some dreamer kind of like, so maybe yeah. she's the dreamer yeah. of the family. Right. But dreamer, we that's just Viserys' idea of how to make sense of it. So we got to remember that too, because it doesn't, just because he's the oldest guy in the room talking about how Targaryens work, we don't know if it's just you're a dreamer. What if it's just magic being expressed in different well, ways? Well, it's the same kind of thing as... That we see in A Song of Ice and Fire with, what's that, what's her name? The Lord of Lights girly? Melisandre. Melisandre. I was just thinking of female characters, Jane Westerling. <laughs> yeah, like, what do you think about Jane Westerling? I can't believe I forgot her name for a second. We're so far. Anyway, um, Melisandre's whole thing about how she's uh, trying to draw on this mystical magical thing and she's like doing the right thing but also missing the mark yeah it's one of those half of it's gunpowder half of it is is real her actual womb that's well so that's what I'm thinking maybe is what's happening here this is just another classic A Song of Ice and Fire moment of Viserys has this idea about dreamers and he's kind of shooting in the dark because he wants it to be true but then Helena is actually like a real one of it right and so yeah I don't know right probably and then, but that bug was disgusting. Second of all, why was she touching it? And I wish that she would put it away. I thought it was so gross. I was like, you're such a little weirdo. So maybe that's supposed to then continue to play into this idea that she's a dreamer because something's quote unquote off about her. Mm. She kind of had this vibe. She wasn't there. You don't say. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So I thought that that was a cool. Maybe she was being warded into by Blood Raven. Oh, brand. no. <laughs> That's what the that's what was happening with the rat too. Right, 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 right. Last episode like, and this episode. And this episode. Yeah. And the, all the episodes before. <laughs> and all the episodes. So what something's going on with Laris and the plants. I think it has to wait, Laris is the, oh yeah, yeah, he's yeah. the guy. I think it has to like you see that so the, saw the brooch. Mm-hmm. I think those are bumblebees, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like pollinating like so he's like a little bumblebee Ooh. kind of thing. That's maybe what made me think about it. What about Lord Beesbury? Who's that guy again? The old guy in the small council. A family member of, do you remember old Stinger Beesbury? Is he the guy that he was talking about the Stepstones and everyone's like, we moved on yeah, from that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a little confusing to have this layer symbol and also have a guy named Beesbury. So sure, but maybe everybody forward. forgot about Beesbury like I did. Well, maybe. It might not be a bee either, but I thought it, it looks like looked a bee. like one. It looks like one. So, yeah. I don't know. I'm 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 here for whatever you guys want to do with Laris because when you read Fire and Blood, the Strongs are there, but you're really just focused on the function of how Rhaenyra fit Harwin into her life and the drama that comes from the kids. Because you don't get we, this we explicit got, answer, or or the characterization being yeah. shown like this, but the characterization plus the explicit answer plus the Laris stuff with Allison makes all of it a little bit more sweet. I totally agree, and so I wonder how Laris might be involved in Allison's plot plotting right going forward because right. he's clearly i mean they're having these little cutie dinners together where uh-huh. they gossip he's like finally you have some info for me so she's got three men viserys laris and Kristen. who do you think sir uh this is such a salacious <laughs> gossip question <laughs> is she getting it episode, from yeah, yeah in the episode review yeah, no, who's she get it from <laughs> surely not Kristen. <laughs> i don't know maybe Kristen to me seems uh like an evil varus the, the he way got, he got he mad. Got even hotter, though. It's <laughs> so it's hard. It's difficult to show. Yeah, so with. it's just like very confusing. <laughs> so what's hotter about him? So who is Alice sleeping with and how is Kristen hotter? I don't Two think. pretty important reaction. Kristen is, I just, man, whatever he's doing with this hair, it works in this episode. He's so angry. So it's like, hmm. 
Interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe you could, maybe I could be the one that would make you less angry. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, yeah, I don't know who Allison's getting it from. It's, it would be so funny. It would be so funny if it, it would be hilarious if it was Laris it's because it'd be, be Laris, so right? perfect based on how mad she is at, at Rainera if she was also with a strong. Yeah. Hmm. It's not Viserys. Bless his little heart. Man, I know that this is me reaching, but it seemed like. Lionel's big old son that was bigger than him. He really liked him. He wanted to save him from that room real bad. Oh, Yeah. That whole thing, I'm pretty sad to see Lionel go. Me too. He was one of the, like, he was a true. He was, he was the real one. He was the last of the real ones. I like that he wanted to leave too. He was like, you know, it's about to get hairy up in here. You didn't watch the next, the preview of the next episode. We get a little flash of auto. I was going to say, I feel, I was going to say it right at the top of the episode. I liked it, but I'm really missing. Right. Some, <laughs> we have no auto in this episode. Some auto Hightower. <laughs> we get mention of him. I love how Allison says, because she's talking to um, Laris. Why are all of their names, Lionel, Laris, all the same? Because they'd like that. Because it's, fam- it's cool a family thing. It's yeah. cool for them. It's really annoying for me. But Allison and Laris are talking and he says, He's like, you can't say that your father would be a better hand necessarily. He's not going to be impartial in the situation. And she says, exactly, because he would be partial to me, mm-hmm. basically. Mm-hmm. He had my back and I need an ally. Mm-hmm. And it seems like that conversation that we he had with her when he left, he said, cling to Rhaenyra or yeah. prepare Aegon really made her think. It really made her think. About what she needed to do. And so I think she probably realized once her dad was actually gone, how much he had been having her back when literally nobody else was. Which maybe then why she clung on to Laris a little bit more because she felt like she had a real friend at court. She was less lost. And Kristen too, maybe. Well, the thing is, they both are burned by Daenerys, ba- or Daenerys, by Rhaenyra basically. Mm-hmm. Less so Laris. Laris is more just, I'll take what I can get. Sure. Opportunistic. <laughs> right. But, you know, uh, Kristen definitely. He was so mean to her yeah. about her. Uh-huh. He's, I, he's bitter as shit. Yeah, I just wonder. We talked about if something else probably happened between them, but I'm guessing not. Mm-mm. It makes sense. He just, uh, pre- we we put we projected on him how how complicated his mind could go. Right. He just said the wrong things. We were just distracted by the way he looked. I know. But if he was smart, he would have just stayed his... How good would his life have been if he was like, yeah, Rainier, you and me, let's do it. And how, I get to protect you and we still get to do our thing. I don't know. I mean, it seemed like Rainier had a pretty good thing with Harwin. I was going to say maybe she would have turned out a little bit less mad, but she seemed she, to like Harwin. She's still super mad. Well, and enough for her kids to notice the affection between the two of them. Well, I, I feel like that's hard to hide. Because he's always there. But I meant her as a person. Maybe her life could have turned out a little bit differently if Kristen hadn't sucked so much. But I don't think she liked him that much anyway. Who? Damon. Do you really think that's true? (laughs) We're going to find out. It's just like in the book where my feeling was they were relieved. Or they, I don't want to, I can't say anything else. Why? Maybe we'll, because we'll, it'll get into spoiler Text territory. It to me after. <laughs> we'll talk about it after. I think they're doing a good job of making us see, uh, uh, she's not cartoonishly awesome. She's super real and uh, flawed. And I'm looking at the way that Allison is as a person, mm-hmm. and she equally has crumbled in the way that we feel about her. And it's really interesting because it's like putting a magnifying glass on women aging and like i said these dudes aren't are aging seemingly more gracefully beside this happening why are you shaking your head my worst fear keep going right it's where everyone else stays the same but for some reason <laughs> yeah. if you're if you're a girl that really tries and pays attention you're just like what happened to me mm-hmm. my, my literal <laughs> everyone else is fear. frozen and i'm a whole different person and mad and fighting and trying to take stuff from people and like get what i can while i can i don't think that that's true obviously hannah's looking around terrified right now <laughs> i don't think that's I, I don't think that's true obviously but in this case that's what's happening to these guys totally and uh just really weird to see it play out I'm looking at this, and I hope that we'll get a beautiful resolution and a little answer delivered in some neat kind of package to my question, which is why and at what moment did they decide 
to be different and to be mad at each other. That mad at each other. The to, wedding. Well, because remember when maybe, Allison came that, down? When Allison came down, we barely got to break down the episode last week. When Allison came down, she showed up late to the wedding wearing green. And all the other high towers were saying, oh, this is the symbol of the. That's the they the light high, green yeah, when we go to war. Yeah, when the high tower gets lit. So it was. But I can't remember exactly why she was mad in that moment. I have to go back and look at rewatch. I only, I only watched the episode once last week. But well, this midweek episode coming up is going to be a big one then. Right. A fat one. Right. I think so. Because I think we have a lot to unpack from both the episodes, to be honest with you. But mm-hmm. I I think that she declared war at that point with her green right, outfit. But, I, I, but why is what you're asking. I agree with what you're saying. I'm talking about what between them there was some kind of relationship there some kind of romance that was the feeling i got and i i mean they're projecting um or they like maybe they're just teenagers and they're just mad that they weren't each other's best friends and that they weren't telling each other mm-hmm. everything mm-hmm. like she didn't tell allison that damon took her out immediately she didn't text her right when she got home or go to her bedroom or something but at that point they already weren't that close right, right. so that's why i'm asking that at what point did they diverge when she when allison married her dad and didn't tell her. Yeah. But it seemed like Rainier was also, yeah, that must have, yeah, that's it. I mean, that's got to be it. But Allison's mad too. And it seemed like the show was trying to make it seem like Allison was mad that Rainier hooked up with someone. Well, I think that Allison just cleaves onto a little bit of jealousy. For every, everyone? For everything. Because yeah, yeah. remember all the jealousy that was passing between them in the last episode when, or maybe it was the episode before when Rainier was like, I don't have to stay home and have kids. Mm-hmm. And Allison was feeling sorry for herself because she has to, essentially. I think, I think you're getting closer to it. And I think that that's what Kristen says about Rainera, about how she's spoiled. And Allison doesn't correct him. I think that, that there is just jealousy. Oh. I think that she well, sees Allison or Rainera or Allison sees Rainera as somebody who can do whatever she wants, which is why she Those damn like Targaryens. She, right, it's like you were saying earlier, that's why she's so mad about the Harwin Strong thing is not necessarily because of the, the family protecting it's the family line. It's because you it. get to do whatever you want, yeah. and that's not fair. Because mm. she got pushed into the situation, and nobody's friends with her anymore, and all that kind of stuff. I think I there's have just to a be lot boring of boring and wear old lady gowns. Yeah, I think there's some jealousy there. At least I would probably be a little jealous. And now the kids are about to get involved, right? Which then goes into that broader point that we and we're the richest, pe- most powerful people at the beginning of the episode, which is. If you allow your grudges to seep into your kids who don't understand why they hate each other, just that they do, problems are going to arise. (laughs) Nobody has a, for lack of a better word, strong hold on (laughs) the situation. And Viserys isn't even trying. Father. (sighs) It's great. The conflict is great. And as this is what I hoped would happen, is that you and me would talk about the episode and I'd be like, yeah, like deep into it, you know? Because at first I was feeling a little missing, like I said, our other girlies because I just loved spending time with them so much. I thought they were such standouts that this j- jump felt a little jarring to me. But after we've sat down and unpacked a lot of it, I feel better. And also I kind of like that we didn't necessarily see beat for beat everything because like we've been saying we don't see it in fire and blood and it leaves a lot of really interesting open-ended questions Mm -hmm. also we get to have more and i like that that i like that that generational truth of westeros is being revealed through the targaryens and the tv show the same way it did in the book and it's and it's working but my question is then going to be i mean okay we're talking about season two season three potentially mm -hmm. i mean there's no way there's not going to be only two seasons of the show i think i think they're gonna have to get you were about to ask, what are they going to do, right? Yeah, like at what point are they? do they need to pump, pump the brakes, essentially, <laughs> right? Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. That's what I was saying earlier. We're, we're at this point. So that's why I was asking, uh, when do you think certain things are going to happen <laughs> in this, this season versus where we are? Because we've already, we've already burnt Harwin and Lionel. I think we may have talked about this earlier. Or it's a tweet from somewhere, and I wish that I had remembered who said it. But somebody said something weeks ago about, I can't believe George R. R. Martin started another oh, yeah. TV show without finishing the series. Yeah, someone tweeted that. <laughs> <laughs> like, another TV show without finishing the books. Yeah, because, I mean, we could, we could potentially, it is, we could potentially run into a similar situation again. 
Just have all of it written, except like a little bit. Right, right. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, everything's a mystery, and it can still. Right. People, it's really sticky for all of us. And George is like, too. man, man, <laughs> I, I don't like have any, money. Right, I don't have any other <laughs> scraps I can piece together for this one. Oh, he could come up with some scraps. Of I course, bet, pretty, of course. pretty easily. Um, it just yeah, it maybe makes me curious about the next couple of seasons. But that's a discussion we can have over the next couple of months. I, I think that. There's a really cool opportunity for us to get a show that boldly and creatively depicts the Targaryens. And so I don't think that we're going to be limited to just this specific storyline. But while also using the through line of like what Fire and Blood usually is as as a spine for interesting kinds of expression. Imagine if we got all the way up to Summerhall. Well, that's what I'm saying. All the way up to Robert's Rebellion. That's what I'm saying. We really could, and it would be pretty awesome. But we also have the ability to go back again if we want to. Imagine if season two opens with a beautiful 10-minute uh, sequence of Aegon's Conquest. Of Alyssa and Balon. Well, there's <laughs> no, that. <I'm> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Who are these guys? <laughs> there's, a, there's a scene for Fight Club where someone's two people are having sex in a house and another person isn't, and um, actually, spoiler that he was actually anyway. I don't want to spoil Fight Club, but he's, he's looking up at the ceiling and like the chandeliers moving. Mm-hmm. Like he's yeah, just yeah, annoyed yeah. the chandeliers. Right. Like, that's that's how it starts. Except it's a huge, huge one in King's Landing. Right. You just it's hear like, yells. Wait, isn't this place yeah. made of stone? Right. 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 That's so funny. Maybe I think there's a lot of room how for cool opportunity. Would that be? I think it would be seeing them. How are we going to cast? Are there people? Are there three people with genetics is good enough? To play those characters, really, there's got to be get the guy uh, Henry Cavill who played the witch played the Witcher to do mm. Aegon the Conqueror originally. I think the guy who plays Aegon has great genetics for Targaryen energy. Yeah, I agree. I honestly, the original Viserys, Harry Lloyd from uh, Game of Thrones. Yeah, he, he was the goat. Right, that dude was awesome. Danny, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I want my crown. <laughs> he was really good. Was get so that guy good. back. He has a lot of that Aegon kind of energy. Oh, for sure, though, that yeah. makes him so great. Yeah. Can we talk more about that? Okay, we don't have to specifically go into detail. About him standing and yes. just sunning himself. And the then right his way. mom comes in and he's she doesn't even flinch. All good, man. I loved it. She was said she didn't even she said nothing. That was what awesome. A, what privilege. It's <laughs> like this is, Ah, my city. Right. This says everything I need to know about everything. But what if you saw your kid doing that? I would Okay, me personally, yeah. I would lose my freaking mind. You turn around and run, right? Or would you go in there and like say something? I would call their dad. You have to send a raven. <laughs> um, yeah, right. <laughs> I'm out of here. That was cool. Another uh, more of the uh, the human stuff. You got to have exactly, the human stuff with exactly. the kids because we got to get to know them. Hmm. It's a little bit less serious. I mean, it's way less serious than how we met young Allison and Rhaenyra. But they're still they're basically going to be just as important. They, I mean, they are. Yeah, all these dragons and all these eggs and all this traveling, and I didn't get the impression that Allison or that Rainier was thinking about Damon. It looked like she was pretty content with Harwin, for sure. But Damon was thinking about her. Maybe, maybe he was. That's why he reacted to the letter that way. He's making fun of her man. She's. He's like, did she mention that her kids look like Harwin Strong <laughs> again? So when everything goes wrong, um, that's again I can't talk about spoilers, but I I just I hope that it's going to be interesting to see if people still like Rhaenyra. You were saying where do your allegiances lie? I think that most people I don't know I'll just speak for myself. Whoever's less annoying usually for me, sure, uh, and whatever's right, but also who's ever truly less annoying, um, not just who's good at being less annoying but who's less annoying and also not a total piece of shit i think it should be one of our questions of the week Mm. because i don't know if i think that it's less clear because i think both of them are annoying but when we get some more then i think it's even more tough right but i also think that there's part of the stuff that's going to happen where half of us are are, aren't going to realize how sad it is that that's what you're doing now and the other half will be like, yeah, cheer, cheering for it. Sure. Or those people will be cheering for it. And the other, yeah. the other people are going to be like, wow, interesting plan now mm-hmm. after all is said and done. But again, that's super vague for no reason. Sorry about that. 
I'm ready to do my owns. I'm ready to read more of your owns and tweet more of them and uh, watch this episode again, watch the last episode again and do this midweek episode. What do you think? I'm amped on it. I think we had a great discussion with David last week. I had so – I love talking to David. I think he's such an interesting guy. But it's nice to be back on our Sunday grind. I honestly like it way more without him on the show right now. Just without back, him yeah, on the yeah, show? Yeah, without him back at our vibe. This is such a relief. But I really thanks a lot, David, for Love coming you, David. on for our 500th episode. Um, my own for this episode. Man. I, okay, I'll give mine to the scene where Rhaenyra was walking immediately after giving birth oh to go appease her friend who's now the queen and her awkward dad who's so up his own ass. Um, and that guy who was offering her help, I'm so pleased to be one of the first to uh-huh. get to greet you and say congratulations on the birth of your new child. If there's anything that I can do to help. But the way that they filmed it and the way are that Are you the, okay? Yeah, are you okay? The sound design, the way that they did that, it it felt like you were playing Baldur's Gate, which is a, a D&D uh, mm-hmm. video, a video game based in the D&D universe or... Really any questing game like that, but this is one of the earlier ones. And you'll be walking through a town, and if the sound design is good on these kinds of games, someone will be trying to get your attention, like, hey, I have a, like a, a quest for you or yeah, whatever. Yeah. It, it felt just like that. And the way that they filmed it with the camera moving and the sound slowly creeping away as she walked further away. Yeah. And how she's just she's like the video you're the she's the video game character. She just did a bunch of crazy stuff. Mom's making pizza rolls. I've got my own life in my head, but this dumb video game character is just <laughs> speaking completely from their perspective. Mm-hmm. And the way that they filmed it was just a cool – it's what I said earlier in the season I and, and before Hot D. I hope that we get cool GOT lore with HBO Polish even, and even better. But I also want some more creative filmmaking experiments that are cool for the sake of just being cool. Cinematography tricks and uh, – different approaches the sequences like the beginning of godfather or something or these long tracking shots and things like battle of the bastards or watchers on the wall or sam cleaning chamber pots in an old town creative stuff but if you can do that and make it sort of fantasy bent like an npc in a video game quest totally, giver totally. that's so cool totally so i love that that's a great own it's that high fantasy element that we really like that we've been seeing throughout this and I think that they can so go far. even further. I For think sure. I think this is like the 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 black and white film version of mm-hmm. how deep it can really get. Right. How deep it can really, really get. We're just just seeing it being scratched into, I think, with these really creative approaches to the way that the world works and breathes that they're in. And I, like I said, it's just just the very beginning of it, it feels like to me. Couldn't agree more. I didn't notice that. I mean, I noticed that scene, but I, I like the way you described it. Mm. Um, I would also add on to your own, her blood trailing after her. Oh, yeah. It was also really cool. Standing uh-huh. by the door. Yeah. Does someone else will clean that? That was so cool. I have two owns. Were those your owns? No, just one own. Yeah. Okay. That's so weird. It's would so strange for, for me. Wait, would you forgive, forgive Christian, Kristen because he's so handsome? No. Okay. No, he acted like such a little baby. He got so her. mad. It was like when Bilbo would try to get the ring back from Frodo at Rivendell, his face turned yeah, black. That's right, how he exactly. Got it was so embarrassing was for him. So if I was Rhaenyra, I would be over it. Um, I want to give my own to two different things. One, two. I loved when Rhaenyra tells Lanor they're leaving to Dragonstone and she gives that quip back to him. The oh, the wise the wise sailor flees the storms like he said to her earlier that was such a cool early rain era quip that i just really was pleased with so i loved that moment between the two of them she's like you can bring your boy with us but uh, we need all the swords we can get (laughs) we're going that was i liked that peek into their dynamic which we got a little bit of in this episode. We got a lot. We got a lot of it. Let's we got, be honest. We got a lot of it. In we we kind of know what their whole deal but is. They still, Poor Lanor. They're still loyal to each other. Seemingly. I mean, yeah. I mean, it doesn't seem like it's been much of a struggle for them to have right, to be loyal to like yet. be friends. They're still friends. I think that's nice. But it seems like Lanor is totally cool with pulling away to any second and heading to Essos sure, and, exactly. and losing well, himself yeah. in the free cities. You're right. So maybe I'm re- Maybe whatever. Whatever. My own was that Your moment. opinions are wrong, Hannah. <laughs> they are kind of wrong. And I'm backing out on them. unmuted. <laughs> I know. I just, closed, I just muted it. Sorry. My bad. Anyways, the wise sailor flees. Storm I thought was a nice little quip. Classic Rainier quip. I really liked that. And then I have to give my other own to a very cliche moment, but 
I really loved it, which was the pink dread. I thought the whole pig thing with wings was so funny and so cute and such a good prank. And then with Eamon going down into the dragon pit deeper, kind of foreshadowing what is to come. Mm -hmm. That whole scene. I thought it was going to happen then. Me too. I was like, I I, I said out loud, is it already happening? It couldn't (laughs) with what the rest were. I don't want to. Spoilers anyway. It happens in the next episode. Okay, cool. Um, Spoiler. Wait, they probably showed the entire scene yeah. in, the, <laughs> yeah, in the preview. So, so, anyway, the pink dread thing made me LOL. It was so cute and funny. So my own goes to that. Pigs are cool. Also, we have to give our collective own to that Viserys moment. This is the stuff. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> we talked about it six times, but that's my new re- reaction gift yeah. to anything that's cool. <laughs> this, is the stuff. To, this is the Does stuff. Does he really say that? Yes, it is. <laughs> We listened three times. Sometimes we pretend like they said something exactly. that they didn't actually say. But anyway, that was really fun. We are going to lament the decline of a character so cool. I'm gonna miss. That's what I'm saying. Viserys. You you so said it plainly. You said it much. better. I'm gonna miss him so bad. And we before this season, he was getting so hyped. And George himself said he made me like Patty Constantine made me like Viserys. Mm-hmm. I could not agree more. I love that guy. Mm-hmm. He cracks me up. Any meme about him, any video of him, anything that House of the Dragon HBO posts of him. Remember last week when they posted that thing where it's like Viserys will die? That it was like <laughs> they like Did the screenshot you kept showing they me. They zoomed the in zoom on, on his face. face. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So the king funny. dies or whatever. Yeah. Whatever. Everything that has to do with Viserys, it really. It really gets me going, so I'm going to miss that guy. Anyway, those are our owns. For the week that we don't have a new episode, that's how she's going to miss him, because then there'll be no new Viserys exactly. until next Sunday. Exactly. Well, you have until then, basically <laughs> until then, to finish your own for this episode. We'll be sharing these throughout the week and uh, compiling our questions. We already have one of them. If you want to think about your answer for that, it would be helpful Helps us get an idea of what everyone's feeling about this stuff. And then we're going to send it directly to HBO and they're going to farm your ideas and put it in the next episode. And that's (laughs) how it works. Why we do this? No. Um, Yeah. So at Game of Owns on Twitter, Hannah, you want to help me with the rest of the plugs? Instagram, Twitter, OnlyFans, Facebook, email, search for Game of Owns or for email. You can send us an email. (laughs) How many times can I say email? To contact at gameofbones.com. The next episode. Will be part two of this. We don't need to know the title yet. What a relief. So Sunday night, Monday morning, go talk to all your friends. Tell them uh, that you really thought the kid jacking off to the sky was awesome. And we'll see you <laughs> we'll on see you later. the next episode. <laughs> Bye.